Section 10 of Billy Bunny and His Friends by David Corey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapters 46 to 50. Chapter 46. When things go wrong, just sing a song and laugh with all your might. You must be strong when things go wrong to do just what is right. And after all, the sweetest call is that which says to me, Cheer up, my lad, forget your sad, and whistle merrily. Billy Bunny couldn't whistle, but that didn't make any difference, for after the lark had finished her song, the little rabbit felt ever so much better. He looked through his pockets till he found a little whistle, and then blew it with all his might, just to show the happy lark that he was following her advice, and just because he tried to forget how discouraged he was because he couldn't find his way back to the old briar patch, something nice happened. A lollipop man came by and gave him a raspberry lollipop, which is enough to make any bunny boy or bunny girl perfectly happy that is until it's all gone when they might wish for another one perhaps and the reason the man gave him the candy was because he belonged to the same circus that the elephant did the elephant friend of billy bunny you know after the lollipop was all gone the little rabbit met a toad who said he was a third cousin to Uncle Bullfrog. You seem like an old friend, said Billy Bunny, and you're a tree toad too. I've often heard you sing near the old briar patch. Are you going back there? asked the toad. I'm trying to, but I can't find my way. Take the patch to your right when you come to the little bridge, said the tree toad and then turned to your left at the next bridge. The little rabbit thanked him and hopped away, and when he came to the first bridge, an old white-haired beaver stood up and said, You must pay toll. What's that? asked Billy Bunny. Money to cross a bridge with, said the white-haired beaver. Well, here's a penny, said the little rabbit. And if the monkey wrench doesn't screw the hickory nuts on so tight that the squirrels can't get them off the tree next autumn, I'll tell you what the bunny did after he crossed the bridge. Chapter 47 Well, here we are again wondering how little Billy Bunny crossed the bridge after paying a penny to the old white-haired beaver. Who gets the toll money? said Billy Bunny. I do. I built the bridge, and so I keep it in order. And the old white-haired beaver looked very proud. And as that was all he wanted to know, Billy Bunny hopped across on his way home to the dear old briar patch. And when he came to the next bridge, he forgot which way to turn. And so have I. Now isn't that too bad? If I only had last night's Bunny Gazette, 
I'll tell you in a minute. But I gave it to my little boy neighbor who wanted to cut out the Billy Bunny stories for his scrapbook. Well, anyway, the little rabbit turned to the right, which I'm almost sure is wrong. And by and by, whom should he meet but an old brown horse? He didn't have any saddle or harness on, and he looked very thin. But that didn't make him cross. He was very nice to Billy Bunny and asked him where he was going. If I only had an airship, said the little rabbit, I'd soon get home. But oh dear, I have only 23 cents left. You can sell me if you can find anybody who wants a brown horse, said the good-natured animal. I don't belong to anybody but myself, so it will be perfectly honest. So the bunny boy led the brown horse down the road, and by and by they came to a gypsy camp. There weren't any horses nearly as nice-looking as the old brown horse, and Billy Bunny thought he'd easily sell him for maybe a thousand dollars. But the gypsies wouldn't give him more than three dollars. But as this was something, Billy Bunny took the money and started off again. Now if I could only come to a flying machine shop, thought the little rabbit, maybe I could buy a little one for three dollars and twenty-three cents. But there weren't any stores around, so the bunny boy had to go without an airship just then. But if you only don't give up, you'll get what you'll want some day. And this is just what happened to Billy Bunny. He suddenly came upon the jaybird sitting by his nest, and under the tree was his airship. Will you sell it? asked the little rabbit climbing in just to see how it felt to be all alone in an airship. The jaybird said he would for three dollars. Wasn't that nice, for it left the little bunny boy with twenty-three cents to buy candy with. And if Daddy Longlegs doesn't put the garden hose on his legs and run all over the lawn tonight, I'll tell you how Billy Bunny got caught on a telegraph pole. Chapter 48 After the jaybird had shown Billy Bunny how to steer the airship, the little rabbit started off. My, wasn't it exciting! He went by so fast that he couldn't hold up his ears. Everything was going along beautifully. When, all of a sudden, zip! The airship went right into a telegraph pole and caught in the wires. Oh dear, oh dear, cried Billy Bunny. He was just going to say the same thing over again when he heard the wires talking. First one said, Hello, Central, and then the other said, Give me 9245 Snake Fence. And then he heard his mother's voice calling up, the police station and telling the chief of police to hunt for her son william bunny oh dear oh dear cried billy bunny all over again 
and then such a sweet song came over the wires that it made the little rabbit take heart again don't be worried if you make lots and lots of fool mistakes don't regret and do not sorrow try for better things tomorrow but remember never make once again the same mistake then billy bunny pulled on the steering wheel and would you believe it the airship slid off the wires and started off again smoothly as could be and by and by he came to uncle lucky's house and right in front of the door was uncle lucky himself in his automobile hello uncle lucky i need some gasoline said billy bunny after landing his airship safely alongside of the automobile although the old gentleman was scared nearly to death for fear the airship would drop on top of him so they got some gasoline and put it in the airship by this time uncle lucky was getting curious and when he saw how much billy bunny knew about it he asked to be taken along so they started off and everything went all right until uncle lucky's stovepipe hat blew off i can't lose that hat cried the old gentleman rabbit i wore it on my wedding day so billy bunny turned the airship down and went after the old silk hat but oh dear me before they could catch it it rolled into a deep cave where lived a cross old bear and while they stood outside wondering what to do the old bear came out with uncle lucky's hat on his head what do you mean by throwing an old hat at me growled the bear looking at them so fiercely that neither rabbit could speak from fear and if the old oyster doesn't clam himself and the catfish catch the little mouse in our pantry so that we have to send the trap back because it isn't any good i'll tell you next time how the band played on uncle lucky's old silk hat chapter forty nine i remember i promised to tell you in the last story how the band played on uncle lucky's old silk hat but i'm sorry to say i made a dreadful mistake what i meant to say was that i'd tell you how the band frayed on uncle lucky's stovepipe hat but now that i've made such a botch out of it i'll tell you something else instead well we left billy bunny and uncle lucky in front of the bear's cave and the cross old bear right in front of them with uncle lucky's stovepipe hat on his grizzly head at last uncle lucky plucked up courage and said give me back my hat i won't said the cross old bear well what are you going to do with it then asked uncle lucky anxiously wear it no i'm not said the bear i'm going to keep seashells in it oh dear oh dear cried uncle lucky and the tears started to his eyes 
my poor old wedding stovepipe hat. The cross old bear began to look very uncomfortable. He twisted about, first on one foot and then on the other. At last he asked, do you really want it back so much? Well, you should have seen Uncle Lucky's face. It smiled all over. He looked to him as if the bear was going to give him back his hat, you see. I want it so much, said Uncle Lucky, and he began to cry again. I want it so much that I somehow just can't tell you how much I do want it. Then the cross old bear suddenly changed into a nice old bear and came over and put the hat on Uncle Lucky's head, which made the old gentleman rabbit laugh, for he didn't want the seashells put in it, you know. Well, after that, they all got very friendly, and the cross old bear told a funny story about a Welsh rabbit who always had bad dreams when he ate lobster salad. And then the rabbit said goodbye and got into their airship and flew off towards the old briar patch. And you can just bet Uncle Lucky didn't lose his hat again. He tied his red silk handkerchief over it and under his chin. That's what he did. Now, it would be nice if I could get them back without anything happening, but I just can't. I must tell you exactly what took place, or you wouldn't like the stories nearly as well. But I won't tell it now, but in the next story, if the little peanut shells the peas in time for dinner. So I won't have to string beans for supper. I'll tell you how Billy Bunny and Uncle Lucky fell into the hay mow. Chapter 50 There's the old farm where I got the eggs from Henny Jenny, cried Uncle Lucky, looking down from the airship in which he and Billy Bunny were going back to the briar patch in Old Snake Fence Corner. But just then Willie Wynn did something strange. He blew the weathercock off the big barn and slammed the airship right down on the haymow. Wasn't it lucky the haymow was there? Well, after Billy Bunny and the old gentleman rabbit untangled themselves, they looked about to see what was to be done. Nobody was around to help them, for the farmer and his wife had gone to town and all the barnyard folk were out in the pleasant meadow. Let's leave the airship and walk home, said Billy Bunny, and off they hopped towards the briar patch. But goodness me, how Willy Wind was blowing. It was all a small boy could do to hold on to a kite he was flying. Let us help you, said good kind Uncle Lucky and he took hold of the string, so did Billy Bunny. But the careless boy let go, and, oh dear, oh dear, I hate to tell it, but up in the air went the two rabbits, higher and higher, and they didn't dare let go either, 
for fear they'd fall and break their legs. Mr. Happy's son was so sorry that he hid behind a cloud. You see, he just couldn't bear to have anything happen to little Billy Bunny, nor to Uncle Lucky either, for that matter, for he was very fond of the kind old gentleman rabbit. Look here, Willie Wind, cried little Billy Bunny. If you don't stop blowing so hard and let us down easily, I'll do something to you some day. I will. But Uncle Lucky didn't say anything. He had all he could do to hang on to the string. Well, Willie Wind didn't answer just then. But by and by, when they were right over the old briar patch, the kite began to come down slowly, and pretty soon the two rabbits could just touch the ground with the tips of their toes, and you can just bet they let go of the string. They let go so fast that they both fell over backwards, just as Mrs. Bunny looked out of the front door. And wasn't she surprised and glad to see Billy Bunny? She kissed him and hugged him and shook hands with Uncle Lucky. And then she called up the police station and told them that Billy Bunny was home safe and they needn't hunt for him any more. And now that Billy Bunny is safe at home at Old Snake Fence Corner, we'll have to leave him there for a while because there isn't any more room in this book for another story. It makes me feel lonely to say goodbye to the little rabbit. Don't you just feel so too? Well, I'll tell you a secret. Just as soon as I can, I'm going to write another book full of stories about Billy Bunny and his friends. End of section 10. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. End of Billy Bunny and His Friends by David Corey.